You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Today, what we are going to be doing is um, we're going to be taking a look at the game. We're going to do this, try to do the same thing we did last week, play-by-play, live reaction, reliving it, because again, I have a lot of thoughts on what I saw. But it's, it's slightly different than what everybody else thought they saw. So it's good to go back through it, every play, all 22. Um, and again, like I did in the second half last week, didn't really think about it this time because they do such a bad job of telling you down a distance and everything. I'm going to pull up the, uh, the play-by-play here so I can kind of keep us up to date on what exactly is going on. I'm also going to be doing special teams as well. I don't know much about special teams, but... My recollection was that it was mostly good with just a couple of mistakes. There was three specific plays. Two of them were blocks. One of them was the kick return. Um, and as I mentioned, I didn't watch the end of the game because I was angry. And I said, you know, I got a podcast. It's kind of my obligation to do my job and watch the game. But I'm not watching this garbage. So there might have been a couple others that um, I missed. But uh, yeah, that's it. Why don't we go ahead and get started? I'm also contemplating kind of tracking some stuff. I think I'm going to. Just very, very vague, because I don't want this to get to be too big of a thing. And every time I do this, I have like all these ideas of like the way that I want to do it. And then I end up doing too much. So I don't want to do that. I think what I want to do is, well, we'll see. I've got a spreadsheet open, and we'll just kind of play it by ear as it goes. All right, so the first kickoff was a uh, touchback starting at the 25-yard line. I very vividly remember this because, you know, a lot of anticipation. Here we go, game gets started, and it's a complete disaster. But just a quick overview of how these plays break down. A.J. Dillon runs to the right for one yard. Aaron Rodgers incomplete to Alan Lazard. Aaron Rodgers short right intended for Robert Tunyon, intercepted, ends up not being intercepted, et cetera, et cetera, punt. So initially I was really upset with A.J. Dillon because although the hole that was there wasn't really much of any, which isn't even true. So essentially what it is is you have your your right tackle and right guard are going to double team one of the defensive tackles. Your center and your left guard are going to double tackle. Du- double. What are we trying to say? Double double team. Not double cover, not double block, double team. So you got two double teams, right? Which leaves a wide open gap in the middle. However, that also leaves two linebackers sitting in the middle. So theoretically, the right guard Royce Newman and the center Josh uh, Myers should be able to 
get off that double team, get up to the next level and clear up a little bit of space. They don't do that. So A.J. Dillon bounces. And the thing that annoyed me in this game is that there's a wide open hole to the left. He bounces it to the right and immediately gets stopped. And honestly, if nothing else, just just go forward and hit the linebackers and take the three yards. Instead, you bounce it outside. His favorite thing to do is to bounce it where there's no blockers whatsoever. He looks out there and says, hey, there's no players, no defenders out there. Well, not yet, but there's also no blockers. And those defenders are going to show up in one second. And they do, and they tackle him. This guy, he sees, A.J. Dillon sees green grass and he can't help himself. It doesn't matter if there's a hole. If he sees green grass, he's going to go that way. And he gets tackled 100% of the time when he does that. Because if you run where there's no blockers, you are going to get tackled. So that's annoying. The, the blocking was bad enough that I'm not even entirely sure what they were trying to do. I'm pretty sure what I said is what's supposed to happen, but they never released. So it's almost like we're going to block these guys and just leave the linebackers to do whatever they want. By the time you see Josh Myers try to get up to a linebacker, A.J. Dillon's already on the ground. So I have no idea what you're even trying to do, Myers and Newman. I think I've decided what I'm going to do just to simplify this. I'm just going to make a mark for everybody that annoys me in this game. So Myers, Newman, and there's probably more, but I'm not going to watch everybody. It's just if I happen to notice that you're the reason that this place sucked, I'm going to put it down. So this is not the same as grading where you look at every single player. There's probably other guys. I don't care. Next play is just Alan Lazard trying to beat man coverage on Sauce Gardner. Can't do it. So, you know, I guess Lazard would be the problem. You could could maybe in some of these instances, and I may do this, put Matt LaFleur or um, Joe Barry. You could just say the play sucked, but whatever. You're in man coverage. Rodgers is expecting you to get off of him, and as soon as you do, I'm going to throw you the ball, but he never... I mean, he was just... that. The Sauce was... He was like Sauce. He was just covering him all from top to bottom. It's getting weird, but you get the idea. The next play is Aaron Rodgers, and I'm tempted to put him down twice. You can already tell I'm going to be annoyed real a, a lot by Rodgers. Usually, I'm watching this, and it's like, okay, well, he had somebody in his face, you know, but he needs to be able to stand in and, and throw it, but he just doesn't. He starts getting nervous. Um, right off the bat, you can see they're running Alan or Randall Cobb short and he's looking at him and Randall's got a guy over his back. So he's like, nah, probably shouldn't. And he's right. And he's got plenty of time, lots of space. Well, one second later, you got Lazard running an out route behind that. And so now you've got a situation where you've got one defender on two guys. Rogers needs to throw the ball to Lazard, period. I think he gets scared because the Jets are kind of playing either way, but you got three guys and two defenders. He decides it's not good. Defenders are playing it too well. Okay, fine. He goes to the next read. Lucky for you, you've got Aaron Jones coming open across the middle on a short pass. You've also got your tight end coming wide open uh, going to the other side. So I think you can throw it to one of these two guys, but if you don't want to, fine. You got two guys open on the other side. He turns to the other side. What does he do? He does this weird thing where it's almost like a weird baseball windup as though he's getting hit. Nobody's, Nobody's touching him. Nobody's near him. Bakhtiari's getting a little bit, you know, close to him, but just stand there and deliver a throw to your tight end. It's a first down. A hundred percent. Tunyon's getting a first down on this. Rodgers throws it about three yards too short, and we saw what happened. It hits his hand, bounces up. Fortunately, it hit a little bit of grass first, but Rodgers drives me nuts with that panicking thing. He panics, and I understand, like, you got that clock going in your head, but stand there and throw it. What what good is it going to do if you're throwing these weird little jump shot freakout throws that are going to hit the ground and turn into pick sixes? Stand there and throw it, or don't. Pick one. 100% that was on Rodgers, and I'd love to put him down four times for that, but it's just we'll just do one. By the way, offensive line, as far as I'm concerned, great job blocking. By the way, the first good note of the day, uh, Dallin Levitt on that punt. 
they got pretty far down the field, but there was a penalty and whatever else, but also he started pretty far down the field. His ability to get down the field and rip through a block and still manage to get an arm on him and then drag him down, that was pretty impressive. First defensive play, Kenny Clark got absolutely annihilated. Quay Walker did that thing where he just stands there and, and lets somebody block. Fortunately, Dean Lowry just destroyed the guy in front of him and, and stopped that from being... If he if he even got halfway blocked, this play could have gone for 400 yards, but um, Dean did a great job. I have a hard time. I don't know if I'm going to necessarily put a negative mark on Kenny. First of all, because it was a positive play. Maybe I should just do positive for positive, negative for negative, but it was also a double team, so I don't know. I don't know. But Dean gets gets praise. Next play... <laughs> Defense is doing my favorite thing in the world. It's it's second and a decent chunk, and they're going to concede everything but a yard. Not only that, we got Preston in the slot. So we got Preston in the slot, and the defense is playing soft so that the receiver can catch it, and we rally and tackle him just one yard short of the sticks. So Joe Barry is going to get an X for that one. Then on the third play, they end up throwing a pass short. Um, don't really know of anybody to highlight. Savage actually looked really solid on it. I noticed they took Quay out a lot. And I, I think that that's probably a solid option. You know, we, we got a second linebacker so that we wouldn't have to put a safety in that spot, but I think we're going to start doing that. Savage ended up taking the linebacker spot, and I'm assuming Ford came in for Savage. But Jair actually got beat, but again, the throw was a little bit off, and it ended up coming up short. But uh, across the board, it looked solid. Nobody really blew up the play. I think the Jets just kind of mis- made a mistake, and the Packers played good enough defense. Punt, nothing super notable, but Tariq Carpenter did squeak through and nearly get the the kick block, so I'll put him down for a positive one. Um, the guys on the outside not doing a great job. Amari had no time. They, they were pretty much unimpeded to uh, to Amari, so that would be Rudy Ford and Keyshawn Nixon. I'm going to put them down as bad. Next play is a run that gets blown up immediately in the backfield. That's our buddy John Runyon, the greatest run-blocking guard in the history of the universe. Lost yards on that. I'd love to give him about three X's, but we'll just we'll stick to one. Next play, Rodgers gets hit as he throws. Ball goes nowhere. On closer inspection, he had Randall Cobb wide open. If I had to guess, he wanted to hit Romeo Dobbs on a deep pass. I don't know why he needed to key in on that. That's the only thing he could possibly be waiting for is the guys that are going deeper. But um, if he wanted to check it down to Aaron Jones, they were willing to concede that. We could have picked up, you know, I mean, we lo- we would have gotten back to the line of scrimmage plus maybe two or three yards to be about third and eight. But Randall Cobb's a first down. I mean, this this is a... I'm going to put Matt LaFleur in the positive because this is a perfect play. Every time it's a good play and somebody messes up, Matt LaFleur gets a positive mark because this is freaking annoying. It's such a simple, and this is why I keep saying, you know, if we go to Jordan Love, things are going to get worse because what you get with Rodgers, if nothing else, is a really intelligent quarterback that knows what he's supposed to do and when. That's what he brings to the table. So he can read the defense, he can see what they're doing, and he'll, he'll be able to process this and say, hey, Randall's going to be open when he runs his little out route here. And he is perfectly, I mean, this is basically a blown coverage. But by the time Rodgers gets there, and granted, the ball ends up getting hit, but I'm going to count it, I'm guessing there's a lot of time here, or enough. Because the bottom line is the guy that came open is not where Rodgers is looking. And if he threw it right as he came out of his break, this is a beautiful, wide-open throw. But he wasn't looking. By the time he saw Randall and tried to throw it, it got hit. So let me count it out. Using a stopwatch, it was 3.03 seconds by the time he threw it. That's not the offensive line's fault. I I would love for them to be able to block for three, three and a half, four seconds, but if you're at 3.03, when that ball gets batted, that's not their fault. Randall Cobb came out of his break at 1.95 seconds. So he he, he should have thrown it right at two seconds. 
There's a full second later that he decides to look over to Randall, who's standing there at this point, and the ball gets batted. That's Rodgers. And I'm not even, even going to bother to see which offensive lineman got beat because your job is to keep him clean long enough to execute the play, and they did. Starting to think when Rodgers says he wants to simplify the offense, he means he wants to do it for himself because he's the one that doesn't seem to know where his eyes are supposed to be. And, and it's so annoying to see that, and then as they zoom in, Rodgers is throwing his hands up like, I can't believe this. Maybe he's talking to the refs, I don't know, but dude, don't even. And yeah, Runyon did get spun around, but again, he had that dude locked down. At two and a half seconds, he was, he was rock steady, but he ended up getting a real awkward spin around thing. It was, it was pretty ugly, but I'm not putting him in the negative. All right, so right now it's third and 23, because that actually was considered a fumble or whatever. So third and 23. Jets play it pretty much perfectly. Nobody's open. They allow Tunyon to come free underneath. That's where Rodgers throws it. It's a good decision. It's the only decision. The only potential negative mark you could put would be Matt LaFleur not calling a play that, that won. But if you know a lot of third and 23 calls, um, then that's, that's congratulations to you. But I'm not putting a negative on that. Everybody, as far as I can tell, did their job. Rodgers threw to the right guy. But you put yourself in third and three, and that's the situation. Packers punt. And I'll tell you what, Keyshawn Nixon does an incredible job. Not only does he speed down the field and beat the guy that's supposed to be stopping him, the, uh, not the gunner, what are we calling him now? I don't care, he's a gunner. But the returner sees that, sprints to the other side, and Keyshawn still catches him from beside, behind, grabs his ankle, spins him down, and tackles him. Beautiful, beautiful play by Nixon. First play for the Jets is a painful one because I want desperately to say Kenny did an absolutely great job, um, and he does at first. Um, he absolutely obliterates the guy, pushes him deep into the backfield, he comes around, and it's it's kind of an ugly situation because you've got Razul Douglas coming in from the side and Kenny Clark, and they end up colliding into each other. And instead of being able to stop him behind the line of scrimmage, he ends up getting nine yards. But I, I don't, I mean, Kenny beat his guy, but he couldn't quite get there, so I'm not going to put it on him. The, the number one person this goes on is Quay Walker. First of all, one of the things that I've learned watching really good linebackers do a really good job against our offense is when you see somebody try to reach you, they're trying to stop you from getting to the outside. You need to beat them. He's so scared about them coming around the other end, he doesn't want to overextend himself. You need to race him so that he can't get to you. He stands there because he's scared about people on the backside. So number 60, their center, is able to reach Quay Walker. And so rather than trying to beat him to the end or get around him, he kind of moves in that direction but allows him to get there and then tries to just hold him off. Well, now you're not there to help. I mean, you're the guy. All the offensive linemen are blocked up. You got somebody trying to pursue from the end. You got Kenny trying to make a play by himself. The linebacker slips just out of his reach, runs right where you're supposed to be, but you're not because you're being blocked. Quay finally gets off his block about still five yards down the field because that's just where he plays. You don't even see Quay Walker until you're able to get five, six yards down the field. And guess what? He completely whiffs on the tackle. He's standing right in front of him. The running back does a, a, a very basic minor cut and Quay is just completely whiffs. It's a horrifically bad play. Savage comes in from behind, tries to clean it up a little bit, and again, a play that looked like it was going to be a loss of yards because Kenny is right there, and, and, and Razul is right there, but there's a little bit of space to get around him. You know why? Because there's nobody on the other side. You know who should have been on the other side? Quay Walker. So it's second and one, and <laughs> they end up running it right up the middle, right where, right where Quay is. But the funny thing is, they actually sneak a, line, uh, a, a tight end across the formation. Quay Walker, who is the most paranoid person on planet Earth. That's, that's my new characterization of Quay Walker. He's paranoid. He's always trying. I think the Packers, you want to talk about simplification. The Packers have got him freaked out. He, he came in the regular, you know, in, in training camp, and he was great. Preseason, he looked great. 
But the more he sits down and the more he learns, the more paranoid he gets. As they try to prepare him for like, hey, you got to watch out. They're always doing this and they're doing that. And he's freaked out. And he's always trying to be the smartest guy on the field. They sneak a tight end across the formation. Quay Walker sprints. He doesn't just like, you know, sometimes as a linebacker, you kind of slide a little bit to that way just because they might be running or they might be throwing it to the tight end. I'm not entirely sure. He goes in a dead sprint just just off the field, just off the camera angle. He's, he's gone. He just took off running. And so they hand the ball to the running back and there's no linebacker there. Devondre Campbell is getting blocked. He's off to the other side and they move to tight end to try to get, hopefully just to get Quay to shift a little bit so that they have a little bit of space. He's just gone. And so again, it's fortunate for our defensive tackles. If Jaron Reed isn't able to come off his block and make a tackle, this could have gone for a long way until, until the safeties were able to get there. So I understand, you know, being put between a rock and a hard play. I don't understand going in a complete dead sprint, just selling out 100%, like, oh my goodness, this is it. This is the moment I've been preparing for. Just bad. So I'm, I'm going to put a negative for Quay, and I'm going to put a positive for Jaron Reed for saving that from being a disaster, even though they ended up getting a first down. I tell you what, the defense, <laughs> they're making me so scared. Great play by, so first down, they're, he's trying to throw Dean Lowry bats the pass. You know, and, and as you're watching this, it's like, man, the defense is doing some stuff here. You know, maybe a first down here or there, but then they get off the field. They're doing a great job. This guy was wide open, man. I don't even understand the formation that they're, that they're running with here. I don't understand what they're doing. Every single person is to the left of the hash marks. There's nobody on the right side of the field. So when they cut across and start heading to the right side of the field, they're just running toward green grass. I've never seen anything like this. And you got Amos shooting down, like, ready to, to blow it up, like, oh, we're going to try to trick him. He would have caught it and got blown up for a first down. But again, thank you, Dean Lowry, for saving that disaster. So our first player with two good marks, Dean Lowry. Next play, Michael Carter runs for four yards. I don't know, positive, negative. I mean, I, I, I do wish Quay would be a little bit more aggressive, but again, I, I don't know if that's coaching or what. He loves to just stand there and let people block him. I don't know. But he does a good enough job kind of standing there and, I guess, scaring the guy because there's green grass. He goes the other way. He gets tackled. I don't know. Good, bad, indifferent. It's just a normal play. So third and six, playing man across the board. Everybody does a fantastic job. Nobody is open. The only time a guy comes briefly open, he's running right toward a safety. They're, they're just they're looking phenomenal. I kind of want to give a lot of love to a lot of different guys here, pretty much everybody that play, played man coverage. But the two guys that really... Well, I don't know. For sure, Preston Smith scared the quarterback out of the pocket, so he gets some love. But you know who else really stopped this? He was nearly at a first down. Rudy Ford comes from deep safety, closes fast enough to stop him just short. I got to give love to the to the guys that were... Jair, for sure. Jair and Razul, those are the two guys that were blanketing their guy the entire time. Uh, Amos, and I think it was Stokes on the other side. Good enough coverage, but I'm not going to just say everybody that covers somebody every single time punt play again um i think ford kind of did not super great job but nixon did a good enough job to at least give him a little bit of time and amari uh he made the most of what he had i thought he did pretty solid on that return not enough for me to start like praising and putting x's or whatever i don't care enough but just worth noting Keyshawn nixon did a good job i think amari did fine all right packers got the ball back this is a seven play drive before it leads to a punt so it looks like they get one first down First play is a pass to Aaron Jones. It's the play that Mercedes just decides not to block and watches the guy run past him. I'm assuming it was his job. David Bakhtiari maybe was supposed to pick him up, but I don't know what the purpose of Mercedes being on that side of the line was if it was just to stand there. So that was bad. Fortunately, Aaron Jones scrambles and is able to uh, throw the ball to Aaron Jones as he's being tackled. So 
positive for Aaron Rodgers, negative for Mercedes Lewis. Um, Aaron Jones is able to pick up six yards on that pass. Uh, next play, everybody's completely confused. A.J. Dillon gets blown up in the backfield for a two-yard loss. Royce Newman, for whatever reason, tries to help out Josh Meyer, and so the defensive tackle in front of him just runs right past him. You can actually see Elton Jenkins signaling and saying, you know, pointing to his right, essentially saying he's going to be blocking, I think Sauce Gardner's coming or something. Well, Royce doesn't get the memo and is like, nah, I think Elton's going to get this guy in front of me. To make matters worse, um, Romeo Dobbs actually absolutely smokes Sauce Gardner and pushes him to the inside of Elton Jenkins. So you have a defensive tackle and Sauce Gardner going through this gaping hole between Royce, who is basically laying on the ground trying to block a guy who fell forward, and um, Elton Jenkins, who just seems completely confused. So I'm putting this on Royce. I'm not entirely sure. Actually, it looks like he was supposed to bounce it to the outside because you got guys coming across the formation trying to block. It would have been a big run, too. I mean, it's, it's that's what's really painful is when you look at it and say, there's nobody there. Nobody got through. Everybody did a good job. Everybody blocked. The reason Elton let um, Sauce Gardner into the inside and Romeo Dobbs pushes him. It was, it was beautifully done. He pushes him to that side. Elton kind of turns to his side, like just to wall him off, make sure he doesn't get back out to the outside because Dylan's supposed to break it to the outside. But he can't because the second he touches the ball, he gets hit. Because the guy right in front of Royce, who Royce thought Elton was getting, Elton thought Royce was getting, just came in untouched. So a second and four becomes a third and six. Aaron Rodgers has Aaron Jones. I mean, it's the, it's the right decision. I'm actually surprised he didn't go to Lazard. Uh, he decides to take the deep shot. Again, it ends up being the perfect decision because Aaron Jones get, does get behind him, but Rodgers just missed him. Throws it out of bounds. So another X for Rodgers. It must have been a penalty. It didn't say. It doesn't say penalty on here, but we end up getting first and 10 on that. Next play, Rodgers throws a quick pass to Romeo Dobbs. And I don't know. I mean, it's you could say Rodgers and Dobbs both did good, but I don't know. I guess it's good enough. I mean, he caught a ball and Rogers threw a ball, but nothing super spectacular there. I don't think I guess if I'm going to give him a hard time for doing the wrong thing, I should give him credit for doing the right thing. So I'll give it to he and Romeo Dobbs. Anyways, that was a seven yard gain. Next play is a false start on Elton Jenkins. So that's an easy one. Next play, they try to draw up a quick little screen. Dylan turns around, ball hits him in the face and bounces off. So I'm going to go ahead and say that was Dylan's fault. Certainly not a great job by the offensive line. Even if he catches it, he's going to get blown up immediately because he has no blockers out in front of him. But we'll never know because uh, Dylan never caught it. So third and eight. I don't know if this play could have gotten a first down either way, but the timing was not great. I'm looking at it saying, why did you wait so long? And then I look back and realize it's because Elton Jenkins got beat so bad off the edge. Rodgers had to pull it, scramble, and then throw it. Again, I don't think Romeo gets a first down anyways, but I'm going to say that was Elton Jenkins' fault. Great punt, beautifully covered by Rudy Ford. He ends up calling a fair catch. It's a booming punt, and um, he has to call a fair catch at about the 15-yard line because Rudy Ford is right in his face, so we'll give them both props. Jets get the ball. This is a nice, quick, and easy little three and out here. Again, defense getting the job done. And I think there's a there's probably four guys that make this play. Stokes and Razul are in man coverage, and they're playing real tight. It's essentially rolling out to the right, and he's got a several options sort of a layered option. You got uh, the number eight coming across the formation in the middle of the field. You got the tight end leaking out on the short part of the field. And then you got Razul covering a guy trying to run a nine route going deep down the field. So to his right, he's got a guy running deep. He's got a guy coming across the middle and he's got a tight end up short. Number eight is not open. Uh, The guy going deep is not open. Again, that's Razul and Stokes. And so he dumps it off to the tight end partially because those guys aren't open but also he doesn't have time to wait and see if it's coming open because i believe that's garvin comes up i'll confirm that in a second gets right in his face he has to dump it off amos comes up and cleans up so this is 
This is such a beautiful play because everybody's doing their job across the board. Covered, covered, pressure, checks it down. Amos, the safety, fires and, and, and lays the guy out. Next play is a run for one yard, and again, you can immediately see everybody just wins on our defensive front. Again, I'm annoyed by Quay Walker, I swear. You know, he, he's got clean lanes to the running back, but he's so scared to go after him because if he bounces, he won't be able to react and chase him down the field. Dude, you got guys that cover the edge. If he, Devondre Campbell is to the side of him. He can't bounce. The other side is pressed. There's a lane. Charge in and get him. Again, it, it works out fine because Jaron Reed does a great job of standing up his guy. Garvin and Preston from the ends collapse around the outside uh, along the edge so there's nowhere to bounce. And Kenny presses that hole shut on his with, with a double team. Presses it shut. That's actually Garvin, not Devondre Campbell. Dudes with long hair, it kind of throws me off. But anyways, you end up with Rashawn, and that's Rashawn, not Preston. So used to Preston being on that side. Rashawn and Garvin, Kenny, Jaron Reed, and Quay all converge and press this, this thing closed. And the beautiful part about it is inside this little pocket of five Packers is one offensive lineman and one running back, which means they actually got around everybody. A lot of times you've got a lot of blockers on the inside, and so us squeezing it closed is great, but then they just kind of do this little scrum where they push. All our guys got around their guys and compressed it down so it's a one-yard game. So everybody, I'm, I'm still annoyed by Quay. I wish he would just fire through that gap and see he's got him. Trust the guys around you and go smoke. It, 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 it's only the difference of a yard, but just show me you're willing to do it. Go get him. What are you standing there for? It's always just standing there. I don't understand it. But anyways, uh, Rashawn, Kenny, Garvin, and Reed are all getting positive marks for that. Uh, never thought I'd see Jonathan Garvin get two positives before Rashawn does, but that's, that's where we're at right now. It's about to change, though. Um, third and six is that weird sack play where uh, Zach Wilson runs right into Rashawn Gary and gets sacked. At this point, it just sounds like I'm, I'm sounding biased or whatever, but th there was a potential first down throw here for Zach Wilson. They're playing zone, and I think Quay kind of mi mixes up his depth a little bit, and you can tell just by the amount of panic when he sees a guy standing right at the yard marker, and he's the one that's supposed to be there. He's worried about the guy running behind him. However, I use my handy-dandy stopwatch, 1.88 seconds. 1.88 seconds, pressure gets there. Right as he's standing at the sticks and, and Zach Wilson needs to throw the ball and probably can and probably gets about a first down. Maybe Quay sticks him and he comes up a little short. It's possible he's standing about a yard short. Either way, we'll never know because although uh, Rashawn Gary gets the credit for it, the real credit should go to Jaron Reed. 1.88 seconds, he's got his guard stepping on his shoelaces and so he has to scramble, break the pocket and get to sack. So I will give Rashawn credit. I mean, if he doesn't bring him down, he could have scrambled. Who knows what happens? But uh, Reed and uh, and Gary both getting credit for that. Reed, by the way, the first player to three positives on the team. Aaron Rodgers, Dean Lowry, Jonathan Garvin, Rashawn Gary, Razul Douglas, and Rudy Ford with two. Rudy won special teams and one defense. Remember, this is not all-encompassing. It's, it's, well, how could Jair not be? I'm not watching every single one of his snaps. If, if his coverage results in a negative play, I'll give him credit for it. If he happens to have good good coverage on a play that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what he's doing, he just doesn't. Again, I'm not trying to do an all-encompassing thing here. Um, the punt is, I don't know, man. On, on one hand, Rudy Ford just falls down, so that's not great. But his guy is so far away, he can't make a play. On the other side, we got a double team, and they sneak through. And then you have <laughs> Amari. I remember watching this live thinking, what are you doing? He tries to juke him, but he, his, he decides to juke to the left, which happens to be out of bounds. 
So I don't necessarily understand that, but whatever. I'm not I'm not analyzing that. I don't care. I don't know what happened. Probably should be able to block if you're double teaming a guy, but whatever. Anyways, final series uh, of the quarter, and then we'll take a break. Uh, Packers, again, get one first down, and then that's the end of it. First play incomplete, intended for Romeo Dobbs. This is the play in which um, Rodgers could have easily run it, picked up, I don't know, six, seven, eight yards, and decides to throw it to Romeo. I don't really understand that. If anything else, he had he kind of had Alan Lazard open a little bit. He could have tried to force it in. Uh, based on how the coverage had been all day, there's a good chance that they end up breaking that up. So you probably should just run either way. You didn't throw it to Lazard, you didn't run it, and then you did throw it to Romeo Dobbs, who dropped it. So Rodgers getting blamed on that. The only other thing I want to check is the offensive line, because he had to break the pocket. Now, it looks like it was designed. It's a designed rollout. I saw somebody right in his face, but I think it was kind of by design. Mercedes Lewis kind of lets him to the inside, so that by the time he sneaks around the outside, he's kind of in the wrong spot, which is what you want. You don't want to block him to the outside, and then when Rodgers runs to the outside, he's going to get chased. You want to let him inside. So yeah, that was just Rodgers. That was on him. Roger's the first to four negative plays. Nobody else has three. Granted, you know, you're the quarterback. You're probably going to have more positive and negative, but it's worth noting. Uh, A.J. Dillon, Elton Jenkins, Quay Walker, and Royce Newman, the other players with um, two negatives. Next play, just trying to get something going. They throw a quick, uh, I guess you'd call it a screen to Romeo Dobbs to the outside. I mean, it, it went about as well as it could. I can't think of any, I mean, the linebacker, nobody's like trying to reach the linebacker, so it kind of just seems like you're doing the best you can. I, I don't know what else could have been done. The guy that wasn't blocked came up and tackled him. He only got three yards on it, but the only person I think that you could really blame for this is Tunyon, and this is beautifully done by the Jets' corner, who's blo- who's who's covering Tunyon. As soon as he sees Romeo Dobbs, he immediately sprints. This is what I want Quay to do, by the way, just instincts. You know, I, I know you're scared of getting beat somewhere. you got to trust everybody else to do their own job. You do your job. He sprints to the sideline. Why? Because he wants to get to the edge. Because he knows that we want to get to the end. So Tunyon is trying to prevent him from doing this. Lazard, he, he kind of half runs a route, and then when he goes to block him, what does he do? He puts his butt to the outside because he wants to let Romeo Dobbs get a little lane to the outside so that these free linebackers can't really get there. Well, Tunyon loses. I'm going to put a negative for Tunyon because that, that is ultimately what happens. So instead of Dobbs going to the outside, he has to come to the inside and gets hit by the linebacker. I wish I could put like a half an X. I, I should have been using like cap. I do have some capitalized and some not, but that's just kind of by accident. I should put like a lowercase X for him, but it's still, it, it only went for three yards. It should have gone for more. And the reason is because Tunyon didn't, he let the guy get to the outside. And in all honesty, it's a great play by the Jets corner, just intelligent football play. As soon as you see Romeo Dobbs, you sprint to the boundary, force the play back inside, let the linebackers make a play. Still, still Doc and Tunyon though. All right. It's uh, third and seven. Here comes the deep shot to Alan Lazard, 35 yards down the field. This is the play that we all hate. Um, it works once every 10 times, and we love it when it works that one time. But, I mean, he was not open. Nobody else was open. This, this was just going to Lazard the whole way, and it was just a perfect pass and a great catch. And um, they both get credit for it. But, I, you know, it's just such a scary thing. When you look at it and say, the only thing we can do is throw this ball, and it has to be perfect, and, and maybe we'll get it. Because there, there's just nothing else. And even if somebody else did come open, it wouldn't matter because Rodgers was never looking anywhere else. So it, it was either going to work or we were punting. But positive play for Rodgers and Alan Lazard. It's also pretty unfair that the offensive lineman probably will never get any good good marks because I'm not going to just give him all good marks every time Rodgers has enough time to throw. But I am going to dock him if he doesn't. <laughs> so whatever. Again, it's not a perfect system. I just want to see for my own self because it's hard to remember every time I said whatever. Good play, bad play. 
First and 10, New York Jets 35-yard line. A.J. Dillon up the middle, classic A.J. Dillon run where something goes wrong, he doesn't like it, he bounces it to the outside and gets what he can by just blasting into a bunch of defenders. Exact same play as, as how we started this. I mean, it seems like this is what they're trying to do with A.J. Dillon. They've got the double-double team in the middle. And you can see the offensive lineman trying. So you got two linebackers, and the two guys in the middle, Josh Myers and Royce Newman, are trying to reach up to the next level. Uh, Royce has got a real easy job because 57, the linebacker, is kind of peeking through the opposite hole, not through the middle, through the, you know, to the left. So he can easily get there. Josh is trying real hard to be able to get out. Looks like he's kind of being held a little bit. The defensive tackle knows exactly what's going on. Doesn't want to let him reach the next level. But guess what? Get, you want to know what happens? I'll tell you what happens. The linebacker, rather than standing there and allowing the center to get up to the next level, he shoots through the hole. You know why? Because he know he sees what's happening. It's very obvious. They're, these two guys are double teaming. The two guys in the middle are going to release and come up. And so I'm going to shoot through this hole. And as he shoots through the hole, Dylan has no choice but to bounce out. Because if he tries to run through it, he's going to get blown up. Our guy Quay is going to stand there. Because he's worried what happens when he bounces it to the outside. Guess what? Not your freaking problem. You got number 58 on the boundary. His job is to hold the edge. You've also got corners and safeties flying up. Make a play, dude. So... Again, this is every team I've watched, their linebackers all do this. Our, our team is the only team that doesn't have linebackers that do this. This is basic stuff. You read what the offensive line is trying to do, what they're trying to not let you do. They're always trying to get up to your level and stop you from doing something. Find out what they're trying to stop you from doing and do that thing. If they're trying to stop you from running through this hole, run through the hole. Well, what if, what if, uh, what if it's play action? What if they're going to do this? What, 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 what? I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Everybody else does it, and we can't seem to get a... We're struggling. Our offensive line has a really hard time containing linebackers. It's hard to do. Our guys, nah. We're going to hang back. You never know. It's probably play action, man. We need to we need to stay back here and just be careful. We'll, we'll happily give up five, six-yard runs, stop them when they get here, but I don't know. It just it freaking annoys me. Anyways, sure enough, Dylan breaks it to the outside. He only gets five yards because a safety or a corner or whatever came up and just blew him up. It was a violent hit. These Jets players, man, I'm, I'm impressed by them. They're, they're intelligent. They play fast. And me, I mean, they're quickly reading what's happening, quickly just trusting. And that's the biggest thing. And that's what, that's what Joe Barry wants them to do. Know what you're looking at, trust and run. You got a guy, this number three that came up and hit Dylan, looks like he's about 165 pounds. He came in full head of steam and just lit him. I mean, Dylan fell forward, don't get me wrong, but just ended it. And then you got another, I mean, they're rallying to the ball. They're flying, they're intelligent. I mean, it's just do your job, let everybody else do theirs. The Packers, everybody's worried about everybody else. Well, if I do that, then what if some... Dude, just, just do it. Again, this isn't a skill level thing. I, I know Quay Walker is skilled. And, and the Jets, a lot of these guys are making plays. They're not necessarily skilled. It's just they're prepared. They know what they're seeing. And they're trusting what they're seeing and they're reacting. Anyways, five yards for the Packers. Second and five. Try to run again a little screen. I don't know if you actually call it a screen when they go in motion or whatever. But... um Real nice play design. It was man coverage. Jawan Winfrey's surprisingly pretty fast. I mean, granted, the other guy has a little bit more distance to travel, but he's a big dude. If he catches it, turns it up, it's an easy first down, but it just it goes through his hands and he drops it. So it's third and five. Next play, surprisingly, they actually run the ball. They very rarely will do this with five yards to go, but they try again to get A.J. Dillon up the middle. It's just a complete disaster. I, everything is... First of all, Dillon slips. Um, he... It's, it's meant to look like he's either going up the middle or to the left, but he's going to cut back a little bit. He's going to go off the right guard between the right guard and the right tackle. Several issues. Number one, John Runyon, who's far away from the situation, get, gets beat so badly that A.J. Dillon gets hit by the guy he's blocking in the backfield. 
Still, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. Elton Jenkins and Robert Tunyon are, are double teaming the guy to the outside. Elton Jenkins says, all right, you got it. He tries to get up to the next level. Immediately, Tunyon loses the block and the, the, the play is compressed. So, I mean, it seems like everybody sucked, but I think it was mostly um, John Runyon and uh, Robert Tunyon. I mean, it just, it just, that was never going to be a thing. So again, Dylan just getting blown up because he has nowhere to go because nobody can block. So Runyon and Tunyon, the Onion twins, both getting their second negative marks. Then we got the field goal that ends up getting blocked and whatnot. 67, um, Jake Hansen just gets pushed straight back, loses about five yards of ground. He's got his feet planted and everything. They're literally sliding across the field. Ball ends up getting blocked. Again, if I could put two X's there, I would, but I'm not doing that. Anyways, that is the end of the quarter. We'll take a break. Uh, We'll come back. We'll take a look at uh, everything. If you wouldn't mind supporting me on patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated. I know times are very, very tough right now, um, and I sympathize with that. But if you got a couple extra bucks, or tell you what, if you have $1, $1 a month, that would be very, 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 very appreciated. Um, Also, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry, um, if you'd like to support them over there. You can find them at FertileGroundRanch.org. That is the uh, charity ministry that we're supporting. You can find links to that at the top of my Twitter. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, so we're in the second quarter, and believe it or not, we're still in the good part of the game. Um, Blocked field goal is where we left off, beginning of the second quarter, Jets get the ball. They are at the New York Jets 37-yard line. Great field position. So far, zero points given up by the defense. First play of the game, we get our Kingsley Enigbare sack for a minus four yards. I got to find my phone so I can do my stopwatch because I'm pretty sure that was a coverage sack. Still going to give Kingsley credit for it, but it felt like we're pushing three seconds there. Yeah, I got that at 3.45 seconds. So that's that's a long time. Again, I'm still going to give him credit because that's that's kind of the point, right? It does no good to have really good coverage guys if you can, you know, hold them for that long and nobody's going to get there. You need somebody that can actually get there. I mean, there have been times as Packer fans we've seen nobody's getting there and they can stand in the pocket as long as they want. At least with this defense, you know, it's not 
a perfect pass rush every single time, but you're not getting four or five seconds to just sit back there. You might get three, you might even get four, but you better get rid of that thing. And Kingsley is now a part of that group, and that's awesome. But we got to give some love to uh, coverage, so let's see who was doing what. Looks like uh, Devondre covers the crosser across the middle, which is the one thing that's been killing us. They did a you know, great job. Quay Walker had him, passed him off. Devondre took it and carried that all the way to the outside. They tried to attack deep down the middle. Darnell Savage covered him man-to-man, stride for stride. And then they had somebody kind of more middle of the field, and it looks like that's Eric Stokes that was on him. So great coverage across the board. Devondre Campbell, Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, and then Kingsley comes in and cleans up. Next play, incomplete shot down the field. Eric Stokes running stride for stride. He was actually in front of him. was able to do that little technique where you kind of slow down and ease him out to the... So that ball looked way overthrown because he's kind of just throttling down getting in the guy's way, pushing them slowly out of bounds. It was great, great co- coverage across the board. I mean, they're they're looking real solid now. You got Razul, he's covering a guy, and, and somebody tries to cut in to the middle of the field. So he's got that little bit of separation, but there's Amos just hunting. And as soon as he cuts, Amos kind of jumps down a little bit. Quarterback was never looking that way, but that's the kind of thing where immediately the quarterback, he's either going to throw it and it's going to get picked, or he's going to see it and go, uh, uh. So just solid stuff. But Stokes is getting love on that one. And that puts him in the uh, three good notes category with Jaron Reed and Aaron Rodgers. There did end up uh, being a penalty on that, so it's not third down, but it is second and 29. It was a um, chop block by Dwayne Brown, which is 15 yards. So second and 29. And I tell you what, as much garbage as I've been giving Quay Walker, this one's pretty nice. And and by the way, this is exactly why Quay does what he does. He's so hesitant because he's always worried about what if there's something else going on. Well, they run a pass play. Everybody goes out. The running back leaks out the back end. Quay's like, this is my moment to shine. And as soon as the quarterback peeks to the left, Quay recognizes it and starts a beeline to the backfield. He's got an offensive lineman trying to get out in front of him and cut him off. He races him to the outside. To his credit, again, you can see him trying to cut him off. I say, just get past him. Quay's hesitant. He slows down. What happens? Running back cuts inside. He cuts back inside the offensive lineman. Two people have already missed a tackle, including Devondre Campbell. Quay's still just knifing through traffic. Meets him at the sideline, takes him out of bounds. Now, honestly, Devondre Campbell's the one that reads this perfectly, and he would have had a fantastic note if he could have just made the tackle. He was lined up to the left of Quay. The play went to the right of Quay. He ended up going, he read it, he sprints to the right, he sees it in the backfield, he knifes to the backfield. He is inches away from this running back around the time Quay even recognizes what's going on, but he misses the tackle. So, again, this play uh, ends up being only... A three-yard pass, Quay, Quay Walker. It should have been a negative yard play, but I'll, I'll avoid giving negative plays to those guys. Quay Walker gets his first positive of the day. So now, to, now it is third and 26. Going to run a quick draw play. For whatever reason, he decides to bounce it outside. I think he could have made it to the inside where it was designed, but Jaron Reed kind of scared him, so he bounces it to the outside, which is great for us. And again, Devondre Campbell should have been the guy to make the play here, but um, he doesn't end up having the speed. Rudy Ford, though, coming from deep, actually beats Devondre Campbell. Rudy Ford, remember, he's got some serious speed. So Campbell's taking not a super great angle. The running back does a stutter step. It about breaks his ankle, so he really starts to slow down. So he would have gotten around Quay. There's no doubt about it. Rudy Ford, though, comes in and blows it up. It ends up being a nine-yard play, but on uh, third and 26, I'm going to call that a positive, and I'm giving all the credit to Rudy Ford on that. Two plays in a row, Quay's in a position, or uh, Devondre's in a position. But the first one, he reads it right, he can't tackle, which, again, is staggering. That is his, that is his biggest asset, is tackling. And this play, again, just kind of, he, he reads it, he just takes a bad angle and whatever. But Rudy Ford, 
By the way, Rudy is getting his third. That is two on defense. That's more than Amos, Lazard, uh, Savage, Jair, Nixon. I mean, it's pretty. most of the team doesn't even have two. He's now got three total, two on defense. And it ends up being number 45, Eric Wilson, the uh, longtime Minnesota Vikings linebacker coming in to be a special teams ace. Again, another guy brought in just for that purpose who shows up in a big way, blocks the punt. So the game is still 0-0. Zero to zero. Packers get the ball back. Spoiler alert, three and out. Well, technically four and out if you count the extra play that was a holding call. But Aaron Jones runs for what looks like about 30, 40 yards, but it gets called back uh, offensive holding by, once again, Elton Jenkins. He is now the second player to hit three bad plays. Aaron Rodgers still at four. The worst part is not only is it kind of a chintzy call, in other words, they could have let it go. I mean, really, it's one thing to see it and say, I saw it. It's another thing to say, I saw it, and it clearly impacted the play. This did not impact the play. This guy is not going to turn around and make a tackle in time. I guess I can't say that super confidently, but the, the, the part that annoys me even more than the call is that it's unnecessary from Elton Jenkins. It's just, you just, you didn't need to grab him. I mean, even if he turns around and he tackles him, it's probably, what, an eight, nine-yard gain? Looks like he gets at least to the 31-yard line. So minimum, minimum five yards. And that's if he just gets stonewalled, which is impossible because he's just about to spin around and get smacked in the mouth by Aaron Jones if he even tackles the guy. So it's just, it's annoying because he missed the block. He flies past him instead of running into him. And then he feels the need to grab him. And it's just, come on, Elton, what are you doing, man? So right away, we're behind the eight ball, first and 16. Everybody's covered down the field. So Rogers chucks it over to Aaron Jones. And for some reason, it just hits the ground. To be fair, it did go through Aaron Jones's hands but his hands were at his feet. So I don't know, man. I, I don't understand it. There was very minimal pressure. I mean, there was somebody close, but he was being blocked. Maybe Rodgers felt he couldn't step into the throw. I don't know, but that's a Rodgers thing. So he is now at what, five? He's at five. And again, the quarterback's going to have more, but at the same time, he has a lot more negatives than positives right now. And he should have a lot of positives as the quarterback, the guy that actually throws the ball 50% of the time or more, 60%. So with that penalty followed by a throw in the dirt, it is now uh, second and 16. Rodgers sees he's got two guys open kind of kind of shallow. I mean, the Jets are giving him that. He could have thrown it to Aaron Jones. He throws it to Robert Tunyon. Either way, I don't know. I think Aaron Jones probably gets a little more, but Rodgers just, he, he kind of probably was able to diagnose the defense, see that he was going to have Tunyon, just gave it to him, hoped he can get a little something after the play, but he didn't. He just got smoked right away. So Robert Tunyon catches it. I think it's a seven-yard gain. So that makes it third and nine coming up. And I'll tell you what, um, David Bakhtiari got some great marks for being a great pass blocker. This is Royce's fault for sure, but David Bakhtiari completely missed a, uh, a stunt, twist, whatever, because he comes around the outside and David Bakhtiari never disengages, never tries to get around, never passes him off, just lets him come around the edge. So Royce is getting beat real bad. But Rodgers gets smoked from the side because Bakhtiari just lets a guy run right around him. Never, usually, kind of, you know, they catch it late and they're like, oh, no, David's just like, somebody's over there. It's fine. And he just never saw him. It's kind of kind of crazy. But I'm giving them both bad marks for that. So, goody, goody, that uh, sack. So, what did we have? We had penalty, uh, throw in the dirt, six-yard pass, sack. Cool. Then on the punt, I tell you what, Pat O'Donnell just nailed that thing. Uh, went out of bounds at, let's see, what does it say here officially? It's at the eight-yard line. I really want to give Rudy Ford some credit, too, because he was standing down there. He was right down there. But 
sticking with the formula of who made the good play a good play, I'm just going to give it to Pat O'Donnell, even though he did a good job. So it is still 0-0. Zero to zero. Zach Wilson and the Jets start at the 8-yard line. Kind of an interesting play because you got some weird alignments. Devondre Campbell ends up going, splitting out wide. You also have Adrian Amos out on the boundary. But uh, Zach Wilson wants his guy. You'd think that maybe those are some matchups that you like, but he wanted his guy, uh, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson coming across the middle. Jair just draped all over him. Everybody is. I mean, Devondre. Devondre's on the running back. He is stride for stride. Again, I'm just going to give the, the 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 credit to the guy that broke it up. Amos, too. Stride for stride. I'll give it to Jair, but um, it's just good coverage, man. Next play is another fantastic play. I'd love to give credit to Joe Barry because this one's just kind of cool. You got Adrian Amos firing off the edge on a blitz. Remember, it's it's second, second and 10 from the eight-yard line. When they first line up, you got a very normal alignment. You got uh, the three corners, Jair, you got Stokes, you got Razul in the slot. But you got two linebackers, and Amos is kind of like just outside the box. He's lined up with the three linebackers, almost as if we have three, and Savage is the lone safety. But Amos just keeps creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And right as he fires off the line, there's a miscommunication. One of the offensive linemen pulls, make it seem like it's a run play. That guy is is supposed to be, well, he's not supposed to block Preston. The guy who ends up blocking Amos does. So bottom line is Preston comes up the middle unblocked. When the tackle sees that, he freaks out, tries to get Preston. Amos comes free, scares the living daylights out of Zach Wilson, who has to sprint into his own end zone. Stokes, by the way, carrying his guy right down the field. So we're splitting the field in half. There's one guy on this side. He's running the wrong way, but Stokes is right on him. If you wanted to throw it, that would be his only option. He's covered. There's one maybe other option, but uh, you got Quay Walker standing there, so that's probably not a safe bet. He sprints out. He gets around Amos. One player is kind of trying to get open if maybe he could have tried to throw it, but you got Savage immediately recognizes it and starts sprinting downhill toward it. And I'll tell you what, with his closing speed, he would have got there for sure. But Amos is too fast. He's closing in on him. Zach has to throw it away. So there's a lot of guys can get credit on this, but I think it's just going to go to Preston and, and Savage because he just, he couldn't, he never had time to set and even look downfield. Preston and Amos, I mean, did I say Savage? So each of those two guys is going to get their second positive mark of the day. This is very evenly distributed. I'm surprised. I expected like some to be eight and some to be zero, but it's nothing crazy. Nobody has more than three. Bunch of twos and a bunch of ones. So third and 10 from the eight-yard line. Pretty good play from the Jets. You can tell um, the coverage was a little, it, it was one of those that looks like man, but it ends up being zone. Jair's following Garrett Wilson. He eventually breaks that off as Savage just sprints up to go get him, And it was just shy of the first down. I'd like to give Savage the credit for that. I guess you can. I mean, they threw it into the ground and Garrett Wilson fell down and was laying there. Technically, he could have got up, got the other, because it was an eight-yard pass. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give it to Savage. I don't know. It's not a spectacular thing, but I mean, it's a big play. Stopped him on, on third down. So now they got a punt. I'm doing it. Punt was decent. Nothing super fantastic that I feel the need to mark anything. Dallin Levitt does actually get a little shot on the guy to give uh, Mari Rogers at least a half a second, a little bit of room to run through. Rudy Ford again gets kind of beat, but you got uh, Nixon there to kind of help block it up and give him a little lane to run through. First and 10, we don't even get to three and out on this one. Three runs by Dillon, and the last one ends up getting fumbled. But first run is for six yards. Once again, A.J. Dillon does what he does. He has to abandon the gap that's supposed to be there, but isn't. Bounces it to the outside and makes something out of it. Again, six yards, it's a good run. And again, you know what blew this up? Aggressive linebacker play. David Bakhtiari is trying to block a, I think he's actually a safety who comes up into the box, but we'll, we'll call him a linebacker. 
The linebacker is to David Bakhtiari's left. The run play is to David Bakhtiari's right. So he needs to be able to reach a linebacker that is, you know, cut him off, and it's to your advantage. But as soon as that, so the, as soon as the play happens, that number three, this is the guy that popped A.J. Dillon earlier, the tiny guy. I want to look at who that is. Oh, that's Quan Alexander. He is a linebacker. He is fast, physical, and knows what he's doing. Listen, there's a gap here, and you have a, a, a tackle that is trying to cut you off so that you can't fill that gap. You know what he does? He sprints to the gap and he runs right into it. So Dylan can't go there. Otherwise, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a block just fine. John Runyon's got his guy. There's a giant gap there, and Josh Myers is trying to get up to the linebacker, the middle linebacker, to block that. There's a giant hole there. But David Bakhtiari has to be able to get up to that next level. If, if number three, Quan Alexander, did the Quay Walker and just stood there just in case, David Bakhtiari would have been able to get up there, would have been able to block him, but he couldn't because he's too fast. He ran into that gap. So Dylan, now there's no hole to run through, has to bounce it to the outside. Should also be noted, the guy John Runyon was blocking was able to swim to the inside as well. It, that's, that was slightly after Dylan already abandoned it, but he, it would have gotten blown up anyways. But I have to do a negative on uh, Bakhtiari. He's the one that, that missed it. And, and to be honest, even if you're trying to wall him off, if he gets to the inside of you, block him the other way because they can still run behind you. Now, I probably, again, wouldn't have been able to because John knows this is hard to picture, but since John Runyon failed, it wouldn't have worked. He missed that too. So he tries to block him to the linebacker's left shoulder. He misses, comes back in, tries to block his right shoulder to push him the other direction, misses that too. So Bakhtiari's a, he's, he's a good guy and all, but this was pretty ugly. And he's already got two bad marks for the day. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, since it was a good play, it was six yards, I'm going to give a positive to Dylan because he made six yards out of nothing. Next play again, they're going to run to A.J. Dillon. This one is for three yards. And somehow our entire offensive line lost. He was... <laughs> Dillon was supposed to run, I think, to the left shoulder of Royce Newman between the center and guard. But the guys on the defensive left pushed so hard. By the time T Dillon took the ball, the entire offensive line and Mercedes Lewis was to Dillon's left. So he ran straight ahead and basically went around the right side of the entire offensive line by running straight. That's how bad everybody lost. So Royce, Elton Jenkins, and Mercedes Lewis. So all three of those dudes are getting docked. So Royce and Elton are now sitting at four negatives. Aaron Rodgers is the only one ahead with five. And then finally, we get the glorious botched handoff that ends up hitting the dirt. I know uh, Rodgers took the blame on, on the, the first one. This one has got to be on A.J. Dillon. I'm looking at the placement. It's, it's, it's right on the numbers unless Rodgers just held on to it too long or something. I don't know how it could be anybody's fault but Dylan's. So there's three X's for Mr. Dylan, And so now the New York Jets get the ball on the 34-yard line of the Green Bay Packers, basically already in field goal range. And remember, when I talk about the defense getting discouraged, they've given up zero points. We are getting dangerously close to halftime. They've given up zero points. They've given the ball back to the offense. How many times now? Five times? Six times? How many times? A bunch of times. And now... After three plays, the defense has to go back on the field, and this time, in their own territory. They haven't even done a play yet, and they've already given up a field goal. That ain't right. First play is a nine-yard run off the right side. This, this has to be Devondre Campbell. I mean, I, I'm not very intelligent with all this football stuff, right? I, 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 but in my opinion, it's real easy for me to see what the offensive line is doing. And I know I'm doing this in slow motion, but... The fact that our linebackers cannot tell where this is going, they cannot tell what's going. I'm pausing it, looking at Devondre Campbell going, where do you think this is going? What are you doing right now? I don't understand. They're creating a gap. 
you're on that side. The offensive lineman is lost. He can't even find you. He's going up to try to find the linebacker. Devondre is not even in position enough for him to find him. He could have easily run up and filled the gap and made a tackle. Easily. He's nowhere to be found. And so it's Jair Alexander that has to come up and take this guy's legs out from under him. I, I, I don't understand why our guys can't understand this. The linebackers have no... Again, I, I've never seen a defense that can't do this. I have watched every defense we've gone up against. I've also watched just randomly a couple others, the Saints and, and one other team. Every team's linebackers can do this. Our team is the only team that can't. Again, I'm trying to watch our offensive linemen get to the linebackers, and I'm sitting there going, man, this, this is impossible. There's no way. Like, even, the, you know, I docked David Bakhtiari on that one. No lineman in the, off, in, in, in the NFL is going to make that. He just, the linebacker read it too quick. I mean, I'm going to blame him because that's his job, but that's a tough job. This offensive lineman got out late. He overran our linebacker because he couldn't find him and then still had time to turn, and he's blocked. He's blocked four yards away. What are you doing? Devondre, and, and, and I, this has to be a Joe Barry thing. Devondre and Quay both are so scared. They don't want to over-pursue. They're so terrified of over-pursuing that they are never in position to do anything useful ever. I'm so sick of it. I'm tired of saying it over and over and over again. But it just keeps happening. Next play, second and one, Brees Hall gets seven yards. On this play, it's, it's, it's almost vindication for the linebackers being hesitant because we don't set an edge. The, line, the running back bounces it to the outside, and it's actually Devondre that's a, a, in a position to make it because he's so far out of position for where he should be. And since the offensive lineman is blocking him, away from where the play is supposed to be, which is toward where the play ends up going, he's able to just run over and make a tackle, along with Jonathan Garvin, who is out in space, which is why there's no edge. I'm assuming this is supposed to be Kenny Clark's responsibility to hold an edge. But I mean, I'm even seeing Razul Douglas do it. You know, there's a guy that tries to come up and block Razul. He goes in and fills the gap Devondre's supposed to be in. That's why he bounced it outside. Because Razul Douglas shot into that gap. I don't, I don't even know who to give a negative to on that. Nobody set an edge. This is generally a positive play because where it was supposed to go just got blown up, but I don't know. I don't know. Whoever was supposed to be holding that edge, and I don't know who it was, Kenny or, or Garvin or whatever, uh, I'm just going to ignore that play, but it sucked. First and 10 from the Green Bay 18-yard line. They get one yard on a run to pitch to the outside. Everybody does a good job rallying, but this is all Preston. Preston grabbed his guy and pushed him straight back into the running back and just rode him out of bounds with, with, with a blocker in tow. So Preston now joins the three positive club. Nobody has four positives yet. Rodgers has three, Stokes has three, Reed has three, Preston has three, and Rudy Ford has three. But second and nine from the Green Bay 17, and there really is a lot of good on this play. Quay Walker's going to make me... You know, you know what Quay does? Rather than... He's got a guy coming at him, which, is, which should be signaling to you, he doesn't want me to go that way, I'm going to go that way. He chooses. He ran up and engaged with him on purpose. He's trying to engage with the offensive lineman. I don't understand. And he's got Campbell, like, he could reach out and touch Campbell. So if you overrun it, guess what? You got a linebacker right there. If he cuts back, you're good. You got Kenny there. You got Devondre Campbell there. You got a whole bunch of safeties and corners. Everybody's there. Make a play, dude. But anyways, it's a pretty aggressive play. They're pitching to the outside. The tackle is the one that kind of cracks back and gets to the linebacker. Then you've got three guys pulling. Kenny actually beats his guy so bad that the first guy that pulls, he knocks into. So Preston has a real good job. He goes and immediately engages with him. 
who's already off balance because Kenny just blew him up. So Preston's pushing his guy, and he's pushing everybody back. So we got one more blocker and then the running back, and they're having to go backwards because Preston's pushing this guy, who already got pushed by 